0: Hello, this is Ryan Reiser, your host. This is gonna be a very different podcast series than anything you've experienced on the market. What I'm trying to do is change things up a little bit. Rather than having a special guest and one topic with great conversation that goes away, we're gonna host a series of experts and others who have perspective on different topics over a period of time gather that in a series of episodes, and roll that out until we've really exhausted a topic. So hopefully you enjoy this podcast, and thanks again for listening in. All right, really excited to have the conversation today with Dan. Uh, You want to
1: introduce yourself? Sure, Dan Silly. I'm the co-founder of Vendor Neutral, CEO of Vendor Neutral. We help large enterprise organizations, actually buyers at all levels, simplify their sales tech selection process.
0: fantastic. Well, I know you're going to have... Some really good uh, feedback on some of the conversations when we talk about tools today. But again, really the the goal of today is to talk about this rise of the coaching culture. We hear it all over the place, or revenue intelligence, um, which is on the technology side. And uh, really curious to hear, do you believe in this? You know, you hear a lot of people talking yeah. about culture, but do you believe in this movement?
1: You know, it's it's absolutely a movement. It's a movement for um, constant improvement, right? So it's about um, efficiency and effectiveness and how quickly you can uh, achieve your goals and objectives and technology is absolutely um, leading the way it's uh, there are a number of pieces of resources out there you know especially supporting the sales enablement um, activities within organizations you know connecting the dots between sales marketing you know enabling customers active a customer to self-serve as well so absolutely the revenue enablement or rev tech like we like to call it is uh, absolutely taking off so
0: you you know you're speaking in the rise, in the, rise, the vein of tech, technology and that's a big right. part of this because you know we create these these segments or verticals because of technology but it also starts a conversation around like hey are we missing out on something and mm-hmm. so um, you know obviously if if this is starting why why do you believe the movement is, is starting uh, to catch fire at least in tech is it because there's now software there or or is there something else that might be initiating this in, in today's environment.
1: Um, I believe it's the insights. So I believe it's the awareness that um, uh, the artificial intelligence associated with revenue technology um, is providing. So it's surfacing uh, coaching opportunities, it's providing uh, opportunity for a manager um, to use products like conversation intelligence tools uh, where they can you know, listen to the calls, uh, pull out uh, talk tracks, pull out next steps, uh, pull out when certain uh, terminology is used. Very effective resources, and I feel that the technology is surfacing so much more than we could have in the past, you know just by simply recording a phone call
0: so do you think it's it's becoming more of a of a thing only because the technology enables it, or is there also kind of a, a growing need in terms of the kind of coaching and development of our people because I think that's that's the other side of this this coin, and and mm-hmm. what, and what and I'm, I'm really curious to really think about your, te- your, your take on this around, when we think about a culture, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, it, people then say, well, we have the tool, but h- how does that work in terms of actually making that happen? What does that look like? I know, you know, your company, you, mm-hmm. you guys don't necessarily have a, a massive workforce, but maybe what you've seen at other companies or, or how you've seen it being adopted, what, what does that really mean? And, and what's the why behind that?
1: Well, I feel like the, the culture is again we're, we're looking at a lot of millennials now coming into the workforce and uh, millennials are eager to learn um, self educate self develop um, They're competitive with their peers. Um, and I believe that their uh, their willingness to uh, work with their management team um, work with their peers uh, to self develop uh, in the, utilizing these resources, whether it's um, insights from marketing, you know, marketing qualified leads are now being surfaced into sales technology um, through a number of different resources. I really believe that it's becoming a culture where um, they may not have the longevity in many of these organizations. They may have a short period or a, a short-term uh, employment with a lot of these organizations. But the fact is, is that they bring a lot of value while they're there. And because of that, they are now bringing a lot of um, awareness um, uh, to well, can i, can, I re, can we stop that i i absolutely just totally messed it up let's
0: right. <laughs> we'll see if it. we can we we'll see if we can edit it out but it's not a big deal this is just okay. a conversation dan i mean it's it's fine so uh the uh um you know just getting back into you know what is that looking to, like today and, and why why are we seeing this change is it is it just because of the technology or is there is there a cultural shift and i think you're in it right now right like there's yeah. not there's not really a need to, to edit this out because I think this is a really important conversation because you know I think especially millennials I'm a millennial I'm an elder mm-hmm. millennial but millennials mm-hmm. get a bad rap around right. uh, you know hard headed and things like that right. but at the same time at the same time uh, there is there is now the ability to take not just the emotional side of developing folks right but now the objective mm-hmm. data driven side of things in exactly. a way that that can actually allow folks who historically have had more challenging ways of engaging because of the, the I feel, back in my day I did it this way type of mindset, which millennials mm-hmm. don't respond to well. That's just how we are, especially especially if it's coming from a, an older generation, we just for whatever reason have that, have that, that mindset. Um, but when you start to bring data, and when you can use the data in a way that is not do it because I said, but do it because of this right. is this is the impact that it can accomplish. And if we're mutually aligned on this goal, then we can actually see it in a way that that takes the emotion out of the equation, which I think is really interesting in the training and coaching side of this business because uh you know, everything you learn in sales is like, oh, it's emotional first, it's not logic. However, there's there's a there's an aha moment when you can when you can actually get people to think about things, this is at least my brain. I mean, I think I get a lot, I get in the weeds with a lot of people, but when you can actually say, okay, here's literally how it works. I'm a math guy. So here's literally the numbers and how it works. Um, now all of a sudden the feelings they're okay. They, they make sense sometimes, you know, there's an art form to everything, but the reality is, you know, without certain action whatever it might be, like changing your word, it's gonna give a lift or doing more activity, right? We're not gonna see a change. And so you can move Absolutely. away from the he said, she said, how I feel, and you can move into, oh, we're rolling in the right direction, let me try it. Let me try it, measure yeah. it, adopt, the change, adopt, the change. Totally is that, I mean, is that
1: kind of where you're going yeah. with that? Yeah, I totally agree. I believe, I believe millennials and a lot of the uh, SDRs, BDRs in the workforce today are looking to analyze the customer's behavior, looking to get a real keen understanding to how they can improve their engagement, how they can improve um, the opportunity to provide um, value to those uh, buyers, to those prospects, you know, almost in a a way that they want to attract, right? So it's not about selling, it's not out out there, you know, pushing a product. It's about, you know, creating an awareness of the value you bring to the marketplace, the the content, the resources, and then attracting those buyers to you. So the more that millennials and more uh, that we use revenue technology or rev tech, to really understand that behavior. The better we're gonna be able to match, match our process, our procedures, our playbooks um, to those strategies. And I really think that that's the future here as we think about revenue technology.
0: So th- that's a great transition and what do you see that's working? You mentioned you mentioned like, hey, now, now we actually have this mindset of wanting to measure, understand and make adjustments. So mm-hmm. that's awesome. What else do you see that's working uh, in this movement?
1: Um, so I think the uh, surrounding playbooks, um, I, I just touched upon that a moment ago, but I feel yeah. that that's really one of the strongest areas of improvement um, because we're all trying to figure out what is that best process, that best SOP for engaging with our clients. Does it you know, include knowledge sharing from within our organization? Does it include uh, white papers and resources? Does it include you know, providing more and more and more and waiting for it to come back to us? Um, again, it's really about um, uh, having that ability to access information quickly, whether that's through sales enablement platforms, whether that's through knowledge sharing platforms, whether that's through conversation intelligence resources um, and having all the information you need to make an educated decision, that's key. And I think that that's also where we're.
0: So you're talking about, again, we're getting into some of the tech stuff here, but like yeah. what's working is the fact that like, we have, we've have, we've always had process in the mm-hmm. sales world. Um, you know, at least once you and I are across the table, I always say, right? There's mm-hmm. Sandler and Forest right. Management and all, all these great training companies and stage definition, action criteria, and if they say this and you say that, you've got these nice, you know, maps. Um, but now we can actually put data behind it, and then we can also we can also uh, within with the data we can actually test and iterate on things like assets. You know, does does it make sense at this stage to um, you know push or pull? How do we move it? How do we look at the signals? So this is even outside of the, the revenue intelligence lens of conversation stuff that comes up right now, but it's, it's just in general, really understanding the entire holistic uh, process from the time I engage you as a customer to the time you become hopefully an advocate and referring us business right? What's that journey look like? I can map it, but now I have all the data along the way to understand those scenarios and then at our fingertips like that, that you're seeing that that's working. That's it. You know, that's a lot of what I see a lot of this, and then this is the next transition into the next question too, is it's just a lot of work. Right. And I you hear a lot of people yeah. say it's a lot of work. I mean, how do you, how do you actually enable this? So, so does that, does that lend into some things that like are not working? Right. And this goes back to my question earlier around, Hey, revenue intelligence, coaching, we've got this culture, we're investing in our people, which sometimes just means we bought a product. But a lot of times it's not enabled. What, what do you see that's not working, right? What, what do you see that's not working?
1: Well, I, I see that um, managers who are not uh, well-trained or uh, have the ability to coach um, are, are far more prevalent in, this, in, the, in, the, in our sales forces today than managers who are capable, who are trained um, to develop their team, to coach their team. So so often a manager is just promoted from a sales role where they've succeeded in their own relationship building, their own value add with their clients, but that doesn't always translate internally. So the best practices in the field uh, may be their own ability to perform, but that doesn't always translate to an internal role of manager where now you have to coach a rep. Now, many of the of your activities or or processes may work. Um, But it's all about listening, it's about understanding. And then also, again, going back to the technology, leveraging that data, leveraging that awareness, and then understanding their progress. Because again, reps need to level up, right? They need to be constantly improving. And potentially you're benchmarking them against their peers because their peers are on either a fast track or a slow track to that same objective. But again, as a manager, you have to work, you have to develop your entire team. So it's about leveling up your entire team in a progressive way and then also um, managing. And that means um, you know, providing insights that may not be positive to some of these reps, You know, feedback that lets them know that you know, they're not performing at the highest levels and their peers are. And now you can reflect on that, maybe not calling out people's names, but the facts are the facts when it comes to data.
0: Yeah, we'll see so you, you're, talk, you're talking about a problem that we've had in a, for a long time in sales, which is like, you know, leadership's promoted from success and that doesn't necessarily, uh, especially in high growth companies, lead to, yeah. you know, a great experience for the future reps because they're not, they're great salespeople, they're not necessarily prime for leadership. How do you see that also going up to, to the highest, highest levels, right? I mean, it's one thing to not have the middle manager that's maybe not prepared. There got all these systems and processes that just don't know what to do. But how do you feel about the executive buy-in and the importance of, of the top yeah. top down, you know, buy into this? Uh, and and you know, what are you seeing out there?
1: Incredibly important. Um, our, uh, we consult with a, a number of incredibly large companies, and our number one first step always is identify the stakeholders involved, understanding their impact, their influence on the process. Are they gonna help? Are they gonna hinder? Are they gonna hurdle the opportunity forward? Um, Very often they um, have their own set of data. They have their own set of resources, their own set of technology. And what we wanna do is understand that. We understand those resources, that technology, that data that they're utilizing and how that potentially overlaps within an organization. Because once you have that clarity, once you understand the true opportunity, now you're able to pull those resources together, pull that technology into maybe a single or a couple platforms that are gonna truly enable the success of your team moving forward.
0: Did you, do you coin that the Triple H? help hurdle or help hinder or hurdle I've never heard it that way but that that's fantastic you know
1: I that? use it in my consulting quite a bit so it, yeah, it, I, it's I don't know where it's, I, it came from but it, I, I,
0: I, I it. love it I love it Thank it's you. uh you know I was uh, again I'm a millennial here so Triple H was a re- was a wrestler you know I'm going to so, write
1: that down right now Triple H <laughs>
0: I like it's that. great help hinder hurdle the hurdle parts it's great so uh Dan Thank you so much for your insights today. The last question I have, uh, which is, is just kind of a transition o- outside of the stuff we're talking about coaching and development and revenue intelligence, all that stuff. Um, if we, if we nail that we are coaching, developing our teams, we have that and stuff. what do you see as the, as the next biggest challenge, you know, for sales, sales development over the next maybe year or two, and there's a lot of changes that happen in that amount of time, but w- what are you seeing as the, the biggest hurdle outside of getting your people right?
1: Well, I've been talking about technology to this point, and you asked uh, on the last question, maybe for me to reference what I'm seeing in the marketplace. So what I'm seeing in the marketplace, I'm seeing um, companies over the past five or six, seven years, acquire a lot of technology. Um, They put it on the shelf, they're using some of it, they're not using all of it, that's for sure. There's not a lot of ROI in a lot of these larger organizations surrounding their, their tech stack. So the future that I'm seeing is absolutely a focus on understanding of their process, their priorities, um, the way they do business, the way they go to market, and then really identifying the right technologies, the right solutions, the right tech that's going to enable their success. So it's gonna come from a scenario of five or six, 10 or 12 solutions, probably to one or two or three at the most. And those platforms are gonna work together and potentially sit on top of an ERP or CRM to enable their long-term success.
0: Okay. Now I, I like that. You know, we talk about growth in organizations, people process product or people process technology. And you know, if we can get our people right, coaching development, um, the challenge that, that, that you're saying here is like, Hey, process and technology are not necessarily working and, and, and obviously like, you know, the people equation. So being able to actually merge those in a seamless way is, is, is the most important thing now and, and getting rid of some of the noise. Uh, in the technology landscape. So what's really important there. Uh, well, Dan, I really appreciate your time today. Thank you, Thank you so much for, uh, sharing your insights here. And if people want to get in touch with, touch with you, Dan, how, what's the best way to get in touch to you?
1: Again, always vendorneutral.com is the best, uh, uh, your best way to reach us. Um, lots of free buyers resources there to help you simplify the sales tech selection process.
0: Awesome. What about you specifically, Dan? People have
1: questions. Oh, again, on LinkedIn, LinkedIn, Dan Silly, and also our company page, um, uh, vendor-neutral at LinkedIn. Fantastic. Thanks, Dan. Appreciate it.